0: Hi there. Welcome back. This is part three of my series I called The Triumph of Delusion. Tonight is the night before the Tuesday presidential election. And we're going to see what happens tomorrow. It's a cathartic time. I don't know if I'm going to get much sleep. So, we'll see how tomorrow goes. There's still going to be ballots to be counted. I wanted to conclude this series tonight, and I'm kind of going off the cuff here. You know, Carl Jung is incredibly difficult to read because you'll read a paragraph, and it'll get you to think of something, which will get you to think of another thing. And then you'll be stuck on it because you'll be like, wait, is that true? And then you'll be kind of just like at a standstill until you unpack one thought. In uh, The Portable Jung, I read a paragraph to the effect of there's no limits to the lengths people will go when under control of a pathology. And I had to just sit with that one for a long while. And... I, I don't see anything wrong with it, especially after these last four years. I don't think we are as reasonable and logical as we pretend to be. I think we're driven by forces far bigger than us that we have no idea about. I wrote this blog, um, The Psychology of Pinocchio. It gets unique views all over the world. I don't know what to do with it. It's strange. And in it, basically, you you may want to read it, but the hypothesis, perhaps, is you are in this world right now, and you're not a real boy. You're not an autonomous individual yet. You have more to do. Not just because you're 18 years old, not just because you drive a car, not just because you have a nice house, There's more growing up to do. So to become a real boy is to become an autonomous individual who has achieved knowing the self and getting past the ego into the core of who you are, becoming a fully realized person. And, you know, I just saw this video of a bunch of Trump supporters surrounding a Black Lives Matter supporter, intimidating them, and it's going to get crazy tomorrow. And I'm looking at these, and I don't see people, I see puppets. And this has been the effect. I see puppets, not human beings. Because on an interpersonal level, we ought to not function that way, right? We should treat each other with a little bit more respect, a little bit more decency. And maybe that's going to happen. Maybe we're going to learn something about the human condition. Maybe Trump is just the symptom of, of the human condition in the modern age. He's like our unique problem in America. The problems of greed. The problems of corruption. The problem of... The Society of the Spectacle. I guess that's the word for it. The Society of the Spectacle. Not how good a person you are, but how much of a spectacle can you make? This one I think will be short. I i just want to end with what my view is from a religious standpoint. I was born and raised Catholic. And uh, I had a lot of good times. Uh, going to church, going to church retreats. I played in the in the youth band. And I look back on it and I thought, and I, I talked to one of my really good friends who was with me on on, on, on these trips. And we would just kind of look at each other as, as like adults and say like, we were just ripe for predatory behavior. In fact, there was not predatory behavior from adults that supervise us, but predatory behavior amongst ourselves. People who took advantage of the openness, like I shouldn't be seeing my friend's dad cry. (laughs) I shouldn't be uh, hearing about this other friend's deep personal family traumas. You know, I'm a 16 year old kid. What am I doing with that information? It's it's just kind of a strange thing to go to go about. You know, and then I see us as, as adults, and you know, a lot of us go into this authoritarian mode. You know, you know, Biden's a Catholic. And you kind- and you know he's more Catholic than I am, for sure, um, and still you see the religious right you know gravitating toward Trump because he says all the platitudes that they li- like to hear. But yeah, this has kind of brought me full circle because you know from the things I've read, from the uh, approach to life, you know, I'm 41, I'm going to be 42 in February. I think I've settled into this. I believe in the sovereignty of the individual. And I should not, I ought to not do harm to the individual because it is not my place. The individual is sovereign. So I teach music. And I think about that all the time. It's like, why is it that? Why is that the thing? Of all of my crazy interests, why is it just music? Well, you see, music is heavily patterned, just like life is. But it's patterns that you can perceive. So for instance, you hit an, an, the note A. It's A440. Then you go an octave below. It's and so 440 hertz. It's, it's cycles per second then you go down an octave and then that is 220 220 cycles per second then go down another to the next day it's 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 110 then 55 then 27.5 and at that point you can actually hear the vibrations and i think that's there's something there that i was always attracted to the patterns of music and there's a healing quality to it so When I study harmony, I'm studying rhythms and patterns that go beyond my ability to perceive. And when I teach someone to the best of my ability, in my own fumbling, you know, stumbling way, I'm teaching something divine. And those students that I have, they're the locus of divinity. They have limitless potential. They're, they have the ability, perhaps, to do things far greater than I can. And it's not me. I'm the mirror that reflects the light. And all I'm trying to do in my best moments is be a clean mirror to reflect, to reflect light. The light is not me. I'm just the surface. That's all I can hope to manage. What kind of person would I be if I said it came from me? It's there. It's the A440 to the 220. It's the frequencies that have always been. And I'm just here participating in it. And that light shines towards these learners. And they get something out of it and they think, well, maybe I can do something with this. And then, so there's the art of music, there's the study of music, and then there's the ability to perhaps see what you're made out of. So that's the thing with, you know, with martial arts, with any pursuit, there's the challenge. When I was riding bikes, I looked at climbing Mount Wilson as this insurmountable task that I was not worthy of and I would have to test my metal to get there. My students look at the new piece of music as a small hill to climb. I like the line from this really terrible show that one of my kids watch, uh, I think it's called Carl the Truck, <laughs> and the theme song is catchy. It goes, give me a mountain to climb. And it's like, that's, that's really clean. I like that. Give me a mountain to climb. Give me a piece to test myself against. And then that's meaning. Now your meaning could be anything, any pursuit that you have. Another Carl Jung quote is that he found it best to have an aim, to be an aiming creature aiming towards something. So all I can do in my little life, in my little circle, is aim towards the light, have a goal, and give these learners the opportunity to go down that path themselves if they choose to clean the mirror, reflect the light, and guide them down that path. That's my religion. Because Life is filled with insurmountable suffering. And there's a certain amount of it you just can't get away from. But you don't need to create any more suffering than it's already here. That's already here. Uh, Sufficient unto the day uh, is the evil. Oh, God, I got it wrong. (laughs) Sufficient unto the day is the evil at hand. So you don't have to add to it, you don't have to make the world worse. You could make it better though. You could really try to. Because it's gonna be a heart slog no matter what, but choose your heart. You know, being overweight is hard, but so is being in shape, so choose your heart. Running a marathon's hard, but so is dying of diabetes. So choose your hard. Tomorrow I hope this nation chooses a better path forward. This is not working out. The uh, suffering, the mental fatigue, the exhaustion that we've all been through, we're going to come out of this year, I think changed. Hopefully wiser, hopefully kinder, hopefully better able to see the humanity in in each other, and, and hopefully see the spark of divinity lying within each and every individual. So what's what's the I don't know what what this church is but it's it's do no harm because that other person that's divinity lying within them and limitless potential Good night good luck final word <laughs> I put out these podcasts because this is a curiosity in the future. Hopefully, these podcasts will always be out there. My children, maybe maybe they'll hear them. Maybe other people will hear them. And so, may I say that in this curious time that we're living in, that will be in the history books, let it be known that I stood against this. That I saw this wave coming, I saw this rise of this strange individual coming to power, and I stood against it from the beginning. I never supported it. Let the record show that I stood against this. Julian and Ethan, I love you with all my heart. Your father stood against this. And I love you and I hope your future is bright.